It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Justin Herbert didn't go down without an incredible fight, but we didn't get the tie. The 49ers were down, but they aren't out. Plus, what happened with the Cardinals? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The 2021 season not only needed an extra week of football, it needed an extra period to decide who would make the AFC playoffs. It was the Las Vegas Raiders. They come out on top 35 to 32 with a field goal in overtime when it looked like the tie that would send both teams to the playoffs was highly likely. Joining me now from Locked On Chargers, Daniel Wade is with me now. And and Daniel, Justin Herbert, unbelievable in this game. Uh, the the Chargers converted six fourth downs, incredibly, and yet they come up short here. What 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 happened? I mean, just brutal, man. I think at the end of that game, all you were hoping is to give Justin Herbert a chance. You know, let him have a chance at overtime. Let him get the ball in overtime. They got all of those things miraculously. I mean, a fourth and twenty-one touchdown with a two-point conversion to just keep you in the game. You come back with no time left and find Mike Williams on a touchdown pass to tie the game. Just one of the most ridiculous sequences of any football that I've watched at any level. And Justin Herbert had all of the magic. I mean, even in overtime, had a throw that if Mike Williams comes down with it, they walk off into the playoffs, right? And then to have it go down like that, where the Raiders could have literally just let the time run out and assured themselves a win, to take that bullet at the end. I mean, just put an end to what was looking like a special comeback. Derek Carr said on the post game that the timeout, the the late timeout actually changed the Raiders plans that they had intended to just run the clock out and that Brandon Staley calling timeout ostensibly to get the defense set so they could get the third down stop to prevent the Raiders from kicking the field goal uh, ended up they, they give up the 10 yards and the Raiders kick the field goal to win the game. What did you think of that decision? I mean, he did it with four seconds left on the play clock. So that's the important thing to remember. So it's not like he took it, you know, right after trying to conserve clock or anything. I guess that would be my only defense of it. If that's the way it went down on the Raiders sideline, obviously that makes it that much tougher for Chargers fans, a tougher pill to swallow for them. But I mean, you give up 10 rushing yards and a, a play that, you know, they're going to run the ball. Yeah. You get kind of what you get. And, you know, the one thing that's been kind of hanging over their head all season as their one main weakness. They'd made so many improvements in the run defense game. So to have that play happen at the end of the game, it just pours, you know, salt into the wound at that point. And I mean, yeah, it's hard. I've never rooted for a tie so much in my life. I mean, I thought we were finally going to get it, but the chargers kind of get what they get in that situation time and time again, the defense that let them down besides one stop late in the game. And again, your run defense comes back to haunt you after being one of the worst run defense teams 
in the NFL so far this season. You get a stop there, it's, it's over, right? They're not even attempting a field goal at that point. They probably punted away the rest of the time. Runs out with how much time was remaining right there. Instead, you give it up. You give up the field goal to lose the game. And, I mean, that's just, you know, how it goes sometimes. I mean, I, I, I don't really blame Staley there. I mean, the defense did look discombobulated before the timeout call. I thought that the Raiders were going to try to put the foot on the throat there and go for one more play to see if they could get in field goal range anyways, but that's a tough break for sure. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen of the day. Coming up, the 49ers win and they are in. Can they? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Win and in against Jacksonville was the scenario for the Colts. Well, they lost 26-11 to and blew the door wide open for chaos to ensue on the final day of the NFL season, and ensue it did. The Jaguars limited Jonathan Taylor, the NFL's leading rusher, to 77 yards, which put the game in Carson Wentz's hands. Scary. Wentz was 17 of 29 for 185 with two turnovers. The icing on the cake for Jacksonville is they still won the first pick in the draft despite the win because the Detroit Lions beat the Packers. The Colts' misery left the door open for Big Ben and the Steelers to extend Ben's career. Here's Locked On NFL's insider Isaiah Stanbeck on how they pulled off a miracle. Coming on the heels of Big Ben's possibly last home game back in Pittsburgh, now they came into this game and a win in your end situation. These guys, both of these teams, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, both needed to win this ball game in order to become playoff bound. Um, it, it went all the way into overtime. Overtime game showed up. Uh, Big Ben marches his team all the way down um, in the second possession. And this dude on fourth down, fourth and short, Completed a pass that was tipped by Calais Campbell at the line of scrimmage. It was caught for a first down. They went on to take a knee, center things up, kick the field goal. Pittsburgh went from not only Big Ben possibly throwing his last pass, but now he's on his playoff bound. They finished the season 9-7-1, and one, and Big Ben has not had one of his best seasons, as a lot of people believe that this is his last season. But when you have a quarterback that has the history, who has Super Bowl champion, championships underneath his belt, you can rest assured that you're always going to be in a good position, regardless if he's playing his best ball or not. And that's exactly what you saw here today. The New Orleans Saints needed to win and needed help. Did they get it? The New Orleans Saints will miss the postseason, but there's so much to look forward to with this franchise. I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. The New Orleans Saints handled their business in Atlanta with a 30-20 win over the Atlanta Falcons. Cam Jordan extended his career sack record to 23 against Matt Ryan. Taysom Hill was unfortunately injured, but Trevor Simeon came in and handled business. Traquan Smith looked great, and the New Orleans Saints continued to take the ball away from that Atlanta Falcons team to get them that big victory that they needed. Unfortunately, they didn't get the help that they needed from the Los Angeles 
Angeles Rams over on the West Coast. Matthew Stafford throwing a game ceiling and game losing interception in overtime. So the New Orleans Saints won't be headed to postseason play this year for the first time since 2017. However, there's still a lot to look forward to with this team. We've seen nothing but resilience with everything they've had to navigate, all the adversity that they have had to find a way to get past throughout this season. They still end with a winning record at 9-8, and eight, second place in their NFC South division, and certainly will be looking to make the adjustments, improvements, and additions over the course of this offseason to get back to number one in the NFC South in 2022. For more on this New Orleans Saints win, what happens next, and where they head after this, we got you covered every single Monday through Friday over at the Locked On Saints podcast on all podcasting platforms and on YouTube as well. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Not to be overlooked, the Dallas Cowboys finished their season impressively on Saturday and got to sit back and watch the three seed fall into their laps on Sunday. After the Cowboys' huge win over the Eagles and the Rams losing to the San Francisco 49ers, the Cowboys walk out of Week 18 as the number three seed in the NFC going into the playoffs. So the takeaway for the Cowboys is it's playoff time. Hi, I'm Landon McCool with the Locked On Cowboys podcast. And with the huge thumping of the admittedly Philadelphia backup team, uh, 51-26, in which several Cowboys broke season records and career records, including Dak Prescott with his 37th touchdown, breaking Tony Romo's previous record of 36, uh, Zeke Elliott getting his sixth career, uh, 60 season consecutive season of 1,250-plus uh, scrimmage yards, and the Cowboys breaking the NFL record for most players scoring a touchdown in a single season with 22. The Cowboys were able to have a huge thumping and then celebrate that on Sunday by sitting at home and watching things play out just a little bit nicely for them in order for them to bump up one spot to the number three seed. And what that means is that the Cowboys will play the 49ers in the first round of the playoffs. The date and time has not quite been determined yet, but when it does, we will be sure to have that for you on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. So you make sure you check us out throughout the week uh, and we'll have all that info and more then. Rachel Balkovic will manage the low A team for the New York Yankees this season, making her the first female skipper in affiliated professional baseball. She joined the Yankees as a minor league hitting coach in November 2019, and she will lead the minor league Tampa Tarpets, according to The Athletic. The 34-year-old from Omaha, Nebraska, got her first full-time position in pro ball with the St. Louis Cardinals as a minor league strength and conditioning coach back in 2012. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your football action this season. Wildcard lines are out on BetOnline. The Philadelphia Eagles will travel to Tampa. The BetOnline.ag BetOnline.ag line has the Buccaneers as eight-point favorites. The 49ers will travel to Dallas. The BetOnline.ag line for that game has the Cowboys giving three. The Arizona Cardinals, they'll head to LA after backing into the playoffs. The betonline.ag line for this game is the Rams giving four. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to get that bonus. Here is another story you need to know. The San Francisco 49ers fell down 17-0 to the LA Rams in a critical do-or-die matchup. 
And it was up to Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo Samuel to bring them back and bring them back. They did. They get a 27-24 win in overtime. They are going to the playoffs. Joining me now from Locked on 49ers, Brian Peacock. And Brian, there were a lot of questions about Jimmy Garoppolo's health coming into this game. And I think broader than that about Jimmy Garoppolo as a whole, as a quarterback, he, I think, answered at least some questions getting a win in this game, right? It was, uh, it, it was not, uh, let, we'll say it's a roller coaster. That, that, that's what it felt like in this one. I know 49ers fans were losing their minds. Um, hopefully everyone's heart uh, stayed intact throughout that game. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we did lose Danny Tanner. Rest in peace, Bob Saget, noted 49ers fan in the middle of that game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, and it was it was that type of game. It was like just when you thought Jimmy Garoppolo was a disaster, fumble, interception, and he threw two bad interceptions. Like Jimmy isn't off the hook, but as far as gutting through it and performing as well as he could, you have to commend Jimmy Garoppolo. They came out on top at the end. That was all that matters. All Kyle Shanahan had to do was be right and get the win. And it did not look like he made the right choice earlier on in that game. Uh, Jimmy did put together a couple of nice drives. He did have a couple of nice throws. He had some bad throws. He had some bad throws that weren't intercepted either. I don't know if it was the best choice, but it was a good enough choice for the 49ers to win. And the defense really did a number on Matt Stafford and those Los Angeles Rams after, uh, you know, falling behind in that big 17-0 deficit. And, of course, you mentioned that Debo Samuel is just a superstar, and it's unbelievable how good he is with the ball in his hands to average you know 10 yards per carry is crazy in this league and he keeps doing it over and over again uh so uh what can you say the 49ers did enough to win this game kyle shanahan was right enough with his choice i don't know what percent jimmy garoppolo is it's not 100 but it was good enough for the 49ers to win on this one they've got plenty of work to do they have a prime time matchup a throwback matchup in honor of maybe of danny tanner in the first round with the dallas cowboys give me your early preview for this one I, I can't even begin to wrap my head around a, a 49ers Cowboys matchup now after this game with the Rams. To be honest with you, I would have rather played the Rams again if I'm the 49ers. I'd rather be playing <laughs> right. the Cardinals. I'd rather be playing the Buccaneers, even with the GOAT at quarterback because of how banged up they are with some key positions on offense. Uh, the the Cowboys are a scary team when they're playing well in all three phases. They've shown that a few times this year. Sometimes their defense let them down, but they played really good ball the second half of the year. Sometimes the passing game let them down, but you're never going to doubt Dak Prescott. Sometimes the running game lets them down, but they've got a two-headed monster there. Um, they've got a ton of weapons at their disposal, even without Michael Gallup. That's a scary team, and uh, it's going to be fun. Throwback to the 90s, 49ers, Cowboys. I can't wait. Coming up, what happened with the Cardinals? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. How are you doing on your New Year's resolution? Are you eating the way you want to be eating? Or are you still eating holiday 
food, still eating like it's the holidays. I'm, I'm kind of trying to do both. And that's where Built Bar comes in. I, I eat them almost every day because I'm trying to eat healthier. And so in the middle of the afternoon, I usually get hungry. And I want something delicious, not just anything. I don't want carrot sticks. I want chocolate. Yeah. So how about something that's covered in chocolate, 100% chocolate, but low in calorie, low in sugar, low in net carb, high in fiber, high in protein. Bang. Built Bar is the thing. And right now, when you go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKS15, you get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. The Arizona Cardinals are backing into the playoffs like they're listening to Juvenile. It is <laughs> incredible to see. They have lost four of five. They fall to the Seahawks in week 18, 38 to 30. Joining me now from Locked on Cardinals, it's Alex Clancy. And Alex, what can you attribute coming out in a game and looking so flat when this Cardinals team had a chance to win their division even with some of their late season struggles? It's leadership, man. I mean, this is leadership. I've, I've been pounding the table, and I, I'm not even going to give Cliff Kingsbury the full blame here because Buda Baker didn't have a very good game. A.J. Green had a, had a lackluster game. You know, they didn't look great. But when you take the first half off, I don't know if they're scoreboard watching with the Rams going up 17-0, but if you don't come out guns a-blazing when you have a chance to win the NFC West and host a playoff game, I got nothing for you. I, I don't I don't know. And I was dumbfounded and uh, like saddened a little bit like it hurt a little bit. It's like I got more up for that first half than you did. How is that possible? It, it is remarkable, but the Cardinals are still in the playoffs. I think we overrate a little bit what it is like for an NFL player to worry about seating. I think we worry about seating more than they do once they're in. I think that is a, a big weight off. They get the Rams, a divisional opponent, a team they just saw, a team that just beat them, but a team that they beat earlier in the season. What uh, what faith can you have, do you have, in the Cardinals to be able to right this ship uh, against the Rams in the first round? You know, it's interesting. Like, the saving grace is that Jared Goff isn't their quarterback. And I know that sounds super backwards. I'm a Jared Goff truther. I 100% am. I think that he got the raw, the, the short end of the stick because it was Sean McVay's city and you had to blame somebody just like Jimmy G's getting the short end of the stick after what he did, you know, with, 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 with the Rams, with Kyle Shanahan, um, Matthew Stafford, him being the quarterback for the Cardinals gives the Cardinals hope. I know that's backwards. The Cardinals are banged up, but it's going to be one of two things. One, the Cardinals are going to lose by a lot and there's going to be some very uncomfortable conversations and a lot of Twitter fighting, or if the Cardinals win, then the season's a success, even though it technically shouldn't be. It is. If they go into SoFi again and beat Sean McVay, it doesn't matter who's on the field. It's Sean McVay. And if you can stop Cooper Cup from having 38 receptions for 1,000 yards and six touchdowns <laughs> in a game, if they can get a W, the season would technically be a success begrudgingly. But faith-wise, Peter, after when we're recording this, how can you? How can you? Like Dallas, the Dallas game seemed to be more of an outlier an exception to the rule than the rule, even though it was kind of a flashback to the first seven or eight weeks of the season. But man, Kyler's got to play better. Cliff Kingsbury's got to remind these guys that, hey, you're in the playoffs and we'll see. This is going to be the huge magnifying glass that I've been waiting for, for Cliff Kingsbury to see if he can put together a game and adjust to adversity when they haven't really been able to all year. Is there anything to playing at SoFi in LA when this is a Cardinals team that was three and five at home this season, including 
this suck fest of week 18. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing is that Rams fans aren't that boisterous. It's not the AFC, it's not the NFC North. I have a theory. When the weather's oh, it was nice. San Francisco South at SoFi today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when the weather's nice, people got other things to do. You know? And the Arizona fan base, the Cardinals fan base will travel. It's not going to be the 49ers, but it's going, it's not going to be like the Uncle Rico 49ers where it's like, ooh, this is our chance again from the 80s, you know, and 90s. Um, but it's going to be this new age fan that's never grown up seeing something like this, this exciting brand of football. And they'll travel well. So it is good that it's L.A. and not Dallas for that reason. And finally, no one has ever finished more under par in PGA Tour history than Cameron Smith. And he never could appreciate it until his final birdie putt dropped Sunday at the Century Tournament of Champions. Not with John Rahm, the number one player in the world, on his heels every step of the way. Smith finished at 34 under. A 258. Only three players in tour history had finished at 30 under or better. Ernie Els set the record of 31 under at Kapalua in 2003 and won by eight. Jordan Spieth shot 30 under in 2016. He also won by eight. Dustin Johnson shot 30 under at Liberty National in 2020 and won by 11. Smith, he won by one. Coming up Tuesday, a lot of moves will be made around the NFL. Who will be looking for their next job? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.